This is the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. It's a big break back to the rest of the field. Inside information, turning it into a runaway. Mike Smith asked her for run, and in an instant, the response was devastating. Inside information. Dick Edberg would say, what a performance this afternoon by Inside Information. Now, here's Bobby Newman and Bob Nastanovich. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview here on HRRN. I'm Bobby Newman along with Bob Nastanovich. We've got a dozen races from around the country to talk about this evening. All of these stake races are taking place tomorrow, including, Bob, a monster card out at Gulfstream Park highlighted by the Grade 1 Pegasus World Cup. Yes, unquestionably the best card we've seen this year in horse racing and uh, really outstanding fields. Uh, what, what's your clearest memory of that uh, Breeders' Cup day when Inside Information won the distaff? Uh, you know what? That was a very strange Breeders' Cup day for me, and I'm going to guess that you had a, a, a more clear attempt. I actually had the – it was a very – the one and only time in my life – that I was in Boulder, Colorado, and the University of Nebraska, back when they were good in football, was playing in Colorado that day, and I was talked into going to the game instead of watching the Breeders' Cup. So I put my bets in and taped the races and uh, went to the football game and came back and basically fast-forwarded through the tape to to get to each race. And I remember uh, what a bog it was at Belmont Park that day. The, the main track is off, and the, and the turf racing that they had, I mean, the turf was as heavy as we ever see in this country. But uh, great racing and obviously a phenomenal performance by Inside Information. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, basically, I remember parking on the backside, and uh, the drains were clogged. You know, Belmont, which usually drains quite well, had taken so much rain. I mean, there was standing water on the on the track and how they got around that turf course, but I'll never forget uh, the Irish uh, Philly Ridgewood Pearl winning the Breeders' Cup Mile under Johnny Murtaugh. It was just such an incredibly gutsy performance, and, of course, that was the day that Cigar won the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic, so... Uh, Miserable day at Belmont Park. Not as bad as uh, as Monmouth's Breeders' Cup, but in this along the same vein, let's say. Well, uh, there's a nice stake named in Inside Information's honor that takes place tomorrow at Gulfstream Park. Folks, Amwager is giving away money. New customers get a $150 sign-up bonus plus an instant $10 bonus for HRRN listeners. Go to link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN. You'll get 10 bucks instantly for signing up. Then deposit 150 bet 150 and get a $150 lump sum bonus. It's that easy. Amwager is a wagering platform that's loaded with valuable tools and features, including odds charts, odds predictions, and much more. You'll also get free access to Form to Win, a revolutionary app that analyzes past performance data in just minutes. Once again, link amwager.com forward slash hrrn to sign up and get your bonuses amwager built by horse players for horse players all right bob well uh speaking of our friends at amwager and using form to win they are helping us out with some selections on tomorrow's big card at gulfstream park the first of seven graded stakes tomorrow at gulfstream is the Grade 3 La Praviante, a uh, stake that used to be run at the now-defunct Calder Race Course. It goes as Race 6 on the card at Gulfstream. Phillies and Mares going a mile and a half on the turf, according to Amwager, using form to win. Best long shot in the field is number 5, Anatolian, who's 20-1 to 1 on the morning line, coming off back-to-back wins against much softer competition. Uh, but the two that are going to dominate the wagering as far as the win betting goes are number 1, Romagna Mia, and three are Callie Kim. No, I think that's unquestionably a, a very good call by the team over at Amwager. I expect Anatolian, a, a five-year-old daughter of not this time, out of a curl and mare, to outrun those morning line odds. I do think that she will be a big price, but she comes uh, into this race in excellent form. Two good runs on the dirt, 
uh, one at Churchill, one at Fairgrounds. Switches to the turf, which he handles just fine. Pretty much equally good on both surfaces. And the key thing is, looks like the kind of horse that should stay a mile and a half, and the pedigree says so, too. Um, Alpha Bella, on the other hand, who's by Justify out of a Singspiel mare uh, for Luis Saez and Todd Pletcher. Uh, Todd takes the blinkers off. Um, she's a, she looks a live contender, but I don't think that she'll benefit from the stretch out to 12 furlongs in the, uh, in this race. Uh, I mean, I, am a huge Romania, uh, Romania Mia fan. Uh, I backed her the day she won at Keeneland and the Dowager. She seemed to really love the 12 furlongs that day. And really probably the best staying performance we may have ever seen on the synth at, uh, Gulfstream when she blew apart the Via Borghese on December 26th. Uh, she's just an outstanding mare. However, I'm not sure if the tight turns of Gulfstream's turf course. She's a big, strong mare, um, and the inside post and the tight turns of the turf course there uh, have me leaning towards the three are Callie Kim, the second choice um, in the in the uh, morning line for Brendan Walsh and Jose Ortiz. She's in spectacular form. She's won four in a row. This, you know, former $9,000 yearling by Revolutionary out of It Takes Two, who's also the dam of an outstanding mile-and-a-half turf horse who won, won nearly a million in these type of races, a mare called Temple City Terror. So unquestionably bred for a mile-and-a-half is one one for one at the distance, eight for 13. I think that's the uh, also the valuable experience over the Gulfstream turf course where she's two for six uh, during her career will we'll, uh, hold her in good stead. My selection is the three R Cali Kim. Okay, I went the other way. The one Romagna Mia, I really have not much between these two, and I think they lay over the rest of them. They're both in great form. Um, I, I, I don't really have a reason to like one over the other, uh, but I'm going to go with Romagna Mia down toward the inside. Maybe it's just the fact that I think She's faced better competition in her career than R. Kelly Kim has, but R. Kelly Kim is certainly in great form. I'd use both of them if I'm playing horizontally. Romagna Mia for me, R. Kelly Kim for Bob in the grade three La Proviant race six tomorrow at Gulfstream. Jumping forward to the eighth race on the card, speaking of former Calder races, this is the grade three W.L. McKnight for the uh, four-year-olds and up. Also going a mile and a half on the turf. Uh, in this race, we've got a big field of, well, 16 entered, 12 will run. Pretty wide open event, form to win, courtesy of our friends at Amwager. Their top selection, number seven, Verstappen at 9-2. to two. Yeah, Verstappen picks up uh, Frankie Notorious coming in from Southern California for these uh, huge races on this Gulfstream card. And uh, he's an honest trier. He's got good tactical speed. Um, you know, like my selection... In the uh, in the last race there, our Callie Kim, uh, you know, Brendan Walsh is one for thirty at this meet. We like to think of him as a as a pretty high percentage trainer, but definitely a high percentage trainer is is Chad Brown, and he's an alarming zero for twenty seven so far. This meet must be pretty frustrating over there at the, at the Brown Barn with four seconds and three thirds, and you can imagine there's been a lot of short prices in there, especially on the grass. Um, Chad runs three in here. He run, runs Francisco Clemente, who's the uh, two-to-one two morning line favorite. Deep, deep closer. Uh, definitely looks like one with a chance. Um, Stone Age is an interesting entrant because he's been a source of frustration uh, since he ran that huge second in 2022 at, uh, the, in the Breeders' Cup turf at Keeneland. Uh, finished second, well beaten by Rebels Romance. Um, Ryan Moore, who comes over mainly to uh, ride warm heart for uh, Aiden O'Brien, picks up the mount for Chad, and he also runs Rock Emperor, who Pratt rides. So he's got three live shots to get off the schneid in here, but I'm going to give the eight-horse Chellis the edge, a little bit of a price. Chellis is trained by Rusty Arnold. He's a Calumet homebred by Big Blue Kitten out of an English Channel mare. Has a win over this turf course. Really closed like a freight train in the Prairie Bayou on December 16th when he was chasing home the uh, definitely informed Wolfie's Dyna Ghost. Um, he's only three for 19 lifetime, but he's got a win going a mile and a half in the grass. And I just think he's in career best form as a six-year-old. And he's working extremely well at Palm Meadows. So uh, 12 to 1 in the morning line with Martin Garcia up. I'll give the eight-horse cellist the edge in the McKnight. 
All right, I agree with form to win. I think number seven, Verstappen, is where I want to be in this spot. And the main reason is the fact that Frankie DeTore is picking up the mount. I think this is just a monumental rider change in getting DeTore aboard for the first time. Verstappen has been running decent races against good competition at these extended distances, but uh, kind of making early moves and flattening out a bit down the stretch in the last two or three starts. We'll see if the rider change uh, gets him over the top. He's 9-2 to two on the morning line. I like Verstappen. Bob likes Cellist in the Grade 3 McKnight Race 8 tomorrow at Gulfstream. Ninth race is the aforementioned inside information. This is a Grade 2 event for Phillies and Mares, sprinting seven furlongs on the main track. We've got a field of 10 going to post in this race, Bob. And Mary Quite Contrary is 2-1 to one on the morning line, uh, going for her second straight win. Our friends at Amwager using form to win say the best value in the race is number one, Bluefield, who's coming off a fifth-place finish in the Sugar Swirl. Yeah, to me, I mean, there's some there's some very nice fillies and mares in here, but to me this is a is a two-horse race on paper. Uh, the nine-horse Mary Quite Contrary is just amazing on the main track here. She's, she's seven for nine with two seconds. She ran a big race on December 30th, uh, winning the Rampart. Took her a while to uh, get going. Uh, which would be a concern on the turn back to seven furlongs. Um, Eddie Place uh, trains her. Uh, it'd be the second start uh, in that barn. Um, she just uh, is ultra consistent and and loves it around here. Breaks from the nine hole under re- uh, regular rider Luca Panici. Um, I'm going to give the edge to the uh, the uh, who I expect to be the co-favorite. Uh, might even go off favorite, and that's the three intrepid daydream. Uh, who is now fully acclimated to Florida. Last time when she ran in the Sugar Swirl, uh, which was a grade three on December uh, 23rd at Gulfstream, she finished second to uh, Spirit Wind. And Spirit Wind, if you'll recall, broke about seemingly a length and a half or two lengths on top. Speedster going six and really got the jump on the field. And when Intrepid Daydream got going, she really kicked it into high gear, galloped out strongly. Um, Safi Joseph trains her. Tyler Gaffleone takes the mount back. And I think seven furlongs might be her ideal di- uh, distance. She's seven for 14 lifetime herself. And I think she has the edge over this shorter distance uh, uh, compared to Mary Quite Contrary. The picks out of the three intrepid daydream. See, I saw it the other way. I think the seven furlongs is better for Mary Quite Contrary than it is for intrepid daydream. But listen. That's why we have, you know, we're, we don't have to pick the same runners in here, but for, for the same reason, we're picking different runners, and that doesn't usually happen. I agree with you that I think those two are clearly better than the others, with the exception of number eight, Gerrymander, who has run some races in her career that would make her very, very tough in this spot. I'm not 100% sure that she's going to be better sprinting than she is routing, and uh, I don't know if you can trust her that much, but at 8-1, to one, I'd probably throw her in. That being said, I'm going to pick Mary Quite Contrary on top. I wonder what the story is with her in why she is no longer with trainer Joe Catanese, who's a kind of a smallish-time trainer in South Florida. He's been around for many, many years, and he did a great job with her. I understand taking her away to maybe uh, try tough competition in grade 1 and grade 2 competition around the country and sending her to Shug McGahee. It did not work out very well with him. But then when returning to South Florida, not back with Joe Catanese, goes to David Fox and then Eddie Pleza, two very accomplished trainers in their own right. But I wonder, I wonder if there was a burning of bridges somewhere along the way uh, when Mary Quite Contrario initially left South Florida and Joe Catanese's barn. Of course, she won this race last year for Joe Catanese very, very impressively. So I pick Mary Quite Contrary. Bob likes Intrepid Daydream and another good edition of the Inside Information. All right, we're going to take a break when we come back we will continue with the monster card tomorrow at Gulfstream. you're listening to the amwager weekend stakes preview on the horse racing radio network the race is on at sam houston race park get in on exciting thoroughbred racing action every weekend join us saturday january 27th for the houston racing festival with five stakes races contests a jockey trainer meet and greet and more plus sam houston is the place for live music and great drink specials every friday along with the best sunday brunch around race in for all the excitement starting with the houston racing festival at sam houston race park visit shrp.com for details Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. 
Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Kurt Becker. Join me each week on the Equine Forum as I take you on a stroll through racing history presented by Keeneland. This week, I look back at the racing career of Swale. Listen live on the Equine Forum every Saturday morning on Sirius 162 or XM207 or visit our website at horseracingradio.net to access the archives and enjoy past editions. It's a stroll through racing history with me, Kurt Becker, presented by Keeneland, only here on HRRN. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Save the last dance, challenged by a stable mate, Warm Heart, who's come there looking a real threat. Then Blue Stocking, here's Frankie on free wind, beginning to run on from the rear aboard the white-faced mare as Warm Heart goes to the front inside the furlong. Frankie coming over the top, is this another Frankie special? Free wind drawing alongside Warm Heart, who's digging in very gamely, inches either way. Desperately close between Warm Heart and Free Wind at the end of the Yorkshire Oaks. Save the last dance back in third, chased home by Blue Stocking and stay alert. I think the rider of Free Wind got more uh, calls during the stretch run than Free Wind actually did down the lane, but it was not Frankie and Free Wind. In fact, it was Warm Heart holding on in the Group 1 Yorkshire Oaks last year, and Warm Heart is going to try the boys in the Grade 1 Pegasus World Cup turf tomorrow at Gulfstream Park. Welcome back to the Amwager Weekend States Preview here on HRRN. Bobby Newman, Bob Nastanovich, let's get back to the Gulfstream action. Race 10 tomorrow is the Pegasus World Cup Philly and Mare turf. Warmheart not going in this race. She's going in the richer race against the boys a little later on in the show. And... Uh, our friends at Amwager, using form to win, say the best value in the race is the Dick Mandela trainee, Ruby Nell, who's coming off a wire-to-wire win against softer competition at Santa Anita. In her most recent start, she's uh, making her first trip outside of California in trying this Pegasus World Cup Philly and Mare Turf tomorrow. Morning line favorite, though, Bob, is the Cherie DeVoe trainee, Star Fortress, who was ultra impressive in her uh, United States debut. I'll tell you what, another shrewd choice by the Amwager team. Uh, Ruby Nell is very interesting here. Frankie Dettori uh, uh, rides her for uh, uh, Dick Mandela. Um, very expensive. $1.2 million daughter of Bolt Doro out of a uh, not-for-love mare. And uh, when she's good, she's very good. Um, she's had three amazing wins. Uh, she's got tearaway speed, but she can also come off, uh, from off of it. I think the game plan unquestionably would be to try to steal this race. She's 5 for 10 lifetime. She looks live in this spot, and she unquestionably should make the, the lead. However, there are some very high-quality uh, fillies and mares um, behind uh, who will be trailing and trying to pick her up. And one of them is ridden by Ryan Moore, obviously the main reason why Ryan Moore, um, in addition to the abundant uh, cash supply that Gulfstream's giving away on Saturday, is coming over is to ride warm heart uh, for Aiden O'Brien, but he picks up the mount on Cairo Consort here, um, herself an $875,000 daughter of uh, Cairo Prince, who really is developed into the best uh, value-priced uh, stallion in America, still standing for $15,000. Not a weekend goes by where his uh, runners don't seem to pop up in these stakes races and run big. Uh, this one's 15-1 to 1 from the inside, Cairo Consort for uh, Todd Pletcher. Ran a big race in the Tropical Park uh, Oaks. Uh, was closing all the way. Uh, wide trip. I expect her to outrun her morning light odds under more. Um, I think Star Fortress is uh, got the potential to be an outstanding uh, mayor in this country on the grass. She's by Sea of the Stars. 
ran an amazing race November 23rd in the Cardinal, one by 10 uh, over horses like Lovely Princess. And, uh, I mean, obviously that's really, really nice for him. That was on the Churchill Turf course. Uh, I think that she's going to be overbet in this spot. And uh, I think that uh, this is a golden opportunity for uh, Didia, who's uh, way too big of a price in the morning line. Uh, she's six to one, and uh, you look—you know, she ran tenth, beaten four and a half in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf last time. She's not facing the likes of Inspiral or the aforementioned Warm Heart in here, and they—they finished one-two in the in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. Uh, this is a more like a field she's accustomed to facing. Um, she just missed in the uh, Grade One New York at Belmont last year. Uh, positive jock switch, in my opinion. Although I'm, I'm a fan of Vincent Chamonot. Uh to Jose Ortiz. Ignacio Correas goes to uh, Jose Ortiz for the first time. Uh, she's nine for 14. Tons of class. This Argentinian bred, and I think she'll bounce back. And if she's anywhere close to six to one, she's a steal. Yeah, I think it's a bad morning line. I agree with you. Didia, I think Didia could be favored in this race. Uh, I mean, she's only 9-1 to one against the best Philly and Mare Turfers in the world, basically, last time, or at least a lot of the, the best in the world. And she didn't run that badly in that race. Um, I agree with you. It's a positive rider change. Everything you said, I like Didia as well. Listen, if she's 9-5 to five in the race, I'm not running to better, but it's 6-1. to one. She's certainly the one that I like on top. Bob and I both like Didia in race 10, the Pegasus Philly and Mare Turf tomorrow at Gulfstream. Race 11 is the Fred Hooper. It's a grade three event uh, at one mile on the main track, which is a one-turn mile at Gulfstream Park. We've got a field of 12 coming together in the Hooper, uh, Bob. And uh, this race, uh, we've got a heavy favorite on the morning line in number one, Hejazi. Listen, I think Hejazi can win the race. I was shocked to see that anyone was 8-5 to five on the morning line in this race. It just doesn't look like a race where anyone stands out over the rest of the field. I can tell you our friends at Amwager using form to win are picking number 8, Accretive, who was terrible in the mud in the Cigar Mile last time out. But if you throw that race out, he's as good as anybody. Yeah, I mean, he jazzy at 8-5 to five in the morning line just represents terrible value. And, you know, the main reason why is he doesn't lay over the field on form and he's never stepped foot onto the racetrack at uh, Gulfstream. Um, his race, December 26th in the grade one Malibu behind Speedboat Beach, beating a, you know, a length and a half. And Speedboat Beach, as we've talked about uh, before, is definitely one of the best sprinters in the country at this point going forward throughout the course of the year. Um, I just think that, uh, that you know, He's going to have to uh, steal a march, for, uh, you know, from the. He's going to have to break sharply and, and control the pace from the inside. And there's some fast horses in here. And you know, he Jazzy's a nice horse, but he's two for eight with four seconds. Um, uh, you know, Steel Sunshine. Quick note about him: the three horse. He's a five-year-old son of Constitution. Uh, the blinkers were. It says blinkers off here in, in my form. The blinkers were off in the Harlan's Holiday, in which he had a wide trip and got beat two and a quarter. Um, Paco Lopez, who's uh, riding very well during the championship meetings, he's uh, batting 24%. He rides for the uh, hot Bobby DeBona barn and uh, really ran a good race behind O'Connor, who a lot of people like in the uh, big one, the Pegasus, uh, uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, I, 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 there's a horse I really like in here, and he's going to be a price, and that's the 11 Tumbarumba, who's 8 to 1 in the morning line. I wouldn't be surprised if he went off bigger than that. Uh, red hot stable of Brian Lynch, who's 12 for 34. This meet trains him for Ammerman Racing, his number one clients. Uh, Luis Saez, who's ridden him to two victories earlier in his career, uh, last spring and summer in Kentucky, gets the mount back from uh, Florent Giroux, who rode him in the uh, Louisiana Classic for state breads at fairgrounds. So normally, those races are inferior, but he finished second to a, a horse that really uh, would a Louisiana bred called Touch Upon a Star, who really would be competitive in the Pegasus tomorrow on figures. Really, just kind of an outstanding, uh, freakishly good Louisiana bred, and Tumbarumba really gave him a race. Finished 16 and a half lengths uh, clear of the third place finisher, and I think that it's a golden opportunity to, for him to stamp himself as as one of the. Uh, better horses going a one-turn mile in the country. Uh, that's my selection, the 11 Tumba Rumba. 
All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the same one that Amwager picked up, and that's number eight, Accretive. I think that all of his races, with the exception of last time out in the mud in the Cigar Mile, are good enough to make him a major player, if not as good as anyone else in this race. We get a little bit of value because he's coming off such a poor effort last time out. I'm going to chalk it up to the off racetrack. He looks like he's been working well since. Five to one on the morning line, accretive for me in the Fred Hooper. Moving forward to the 12th race, the Pegasus World Cup Turf. Mile and an eighth on the turf for the four-year-olds and up. Good field here. 14 entered, 12 will run. Best value, according to Amwager, using form to win is number six, King Max. Doesn't mean that they select him on top, but they think at odds of 12 to one, he provides great value in the race. Question mark here, Bob. There are two of them that are really in great form. Integration, who's undefeated for Shug McGahee, and the aforementioned Warm Heart, who's coming off uh, big efforts against some of the world's best competition. Yeah, the the well-traveled Warm Heart. Um, she's you know pretty amazing uh, mare. Uh, I guess she's a, you know she's still a filly. She's only a four-year-old uh, daughter of uh, from the last crop of uh, Galileo. Uh, she went to shot ten last time and and uh, ran a, a bang up third, beating three and a quarter by Junko and Zafiro, two uh, very good local horses in that uh, three million dollar Hong Kong Boz on December tenth. Um, if you like her, um, you know sh- she'll run her race. Yeah, I think that she's. I, I mean, I, she's going to be favorite, and I think that she's. Uh, that's just too short of a price for me to jump in. Um, I like King Max. He ran a great race. Uh, frustratingly, just missed a main event. However, I think that it's a step up in class for both of those. Um, to me, the value in the race is the five-horse web slinger. He's 15-1. to one. Edgar Zayas uh, rides for Mark Cassie. And uh, he's just been incredible um, over his last nine races. He's only been off the board once, and that was in the Belmont uh, Derby. Uh, he's you know, frustrating that he hasn't gotten across the line. He, he's, I'm sure he's happy he doesn't have to uh, face a uh, program trading today. I just think he'll be in the mix um, at a very generous price. It's, again, 15 to 1 in the morning line. But I think we have a pretty exciting racehorse in this country on the grass, and that's the three integration. He's only had the three starts. But uh, basically all three of his races have turned out to be key races. I mean, he, he beat program trading in his, in his second lifetime start. Two of his races came at Colonial. He won the grade three Virginia Derby on September 9th and, and sort of in a mighty fashion. I mean, really eye-catching uh, the way he kicks in. He's got a wonderful turn of foot. And then he proved that, uh, you know, he can, he can care, take his act elsewhere and ran a huge race in uh, November at Aqueduct when he blew apart the hill prints. Um, I just think he's pretty special, this son of Quality Road. I think Suge McGay has another brilliant uh, horse on his hands. And, I, you know, Tyler Gaffleone, who rode him in his first lifetime start, takes over for uh, Kendra Carmouche, who made no mistakes on him. Uh, this horse is training really well at Payson Park. I think integration's uh, going to be very tough to beat, despite it being only his fourth start. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I like integration as well, and I think 3-1 th- to one is a very fair price, especially if you think – all he really needs to do is beat Warm Heart. Not that that's uh, easy to do, uh, but I think with Warm Heart in the race, integration is going to be a better price than I think a lot of people thought he was going to be uh, back when it was announced that he was pointing for this race. Bob and I think integration remains undefeated and takes the Pegasus World Cup turf race 12 tomorrow at Gulfstream. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got the Pegasus World Cup to talk about. We'll look at some other stakes from around the country as well on the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. There are plenty of thrills at Gulfstream Park with live thoroughbred action Friday through Sunday and simulcasting seven days a week. Join us on track for weekend stakes races. Dine trackside in 10 ponds with an elevated view of the track and grab a cool cocktail in the Carousel Club. For reservations, tickets, and more, head to GulfstreamPark.com. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. 
V is for victory over health disparities, victory over setbacks, victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Donate to the V Foundation to join our team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. 100% of donations fund game-changing cancer research. Donate now to the V Foundation at V.org. Want to get the latest HRRN content directly on your computer or mobile device? Then subscribe to our podcast using the Podbean app or Apple Podcasts. Just go to hrrn.podbean.com on your computer and click follow or download the Podbean app and search HRRN. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and listen to our latest episodes anytime. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe to our podcasts today. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Life is good is still well clear. Life is good hasn't seen a rival. He's at the corner pole and he's in front by many. Nick's go just has too much to do at this point as they straighten for the drive. Three sixteenths to go. Life is good is still well clear. Second is Nick's go toward the inside stiletto boy. Back to fourth and endorsed. Less than an eighth of a mile from home. Life is good is looking good. Life is good and Irad Ortiz Jr. They ran him off their feet in the Pegasus. Life is good on cloud nine. He won by three over Nick's go in second. Third was Stiletto Boy tight for fourth. Either Sir Winston or endorsed in 148 and four. That was Pete Aiello on the call of the 2022 edition of the grade one Pegasus World Cup. One in gate to wire fashion by Life is Good, and this year's Pegasus World Cup is the featured event tomorrow out at Gulfstream Park. Welcome back to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview here on HRRN. Bobby Newman, Bob Nastanovich, before we get back to the stakes action, it's time now for the Blood Horse News Update and a look at the top headlines from bloodhorse.com. An emotional Eclipse Awards night to remember. The night culminated with Cody's wish being crowned the 2023 Horse of the Year. Other highlights of 2023 were worthy recipients of their respective categories. Hall of Fame horseman Bill Mott captured his first Eclipse title as outstanding trainer since 2011 on the back of an unprecedented year in which the conditioners Cody's Wish, Elite Power, and Just FYI were named year-end champions. There were four defending title holders of the night that took home repeat accolades in their respective categories. Godolphin for leading owner and breeder. Irad Ortiz Jr. as outstanding jockey. Elite Power for champion male sprinter. And Goodnight Olive for champion female sprinter. A lot more talking about what happened last night at the Breakers in Palm Beach regarding the Eclipse Awards. You can read it all at bloodhorse.com. That wraps up this afternoon, uh, rather this evening's edition of the Blood Horse News Update. Keep up on all the latest racing news with Blood Horse social media with more than 300,000 followers on Twitter, or X as it's known now, Instagram and Facebook. Blood Horse has the largest social media following of any industry news media focused on owners and breeders. If you're not already a follower of Blood Horse on social media, get started today. All right, back to the handicapping, Bob, and the featured event tomorrow at Gulfstream Park is the Grade 1 Pegasus World Cup for four-year-olds and up, going for a purse of $3 million. Distance here is a mile and an eighth, which is a very short run to the first turn uh, at Gulfstream Park. 13 were entered, 12 will run uh, in the race, and the morning line favorite is last year's Preakness champ, National Treasure. Yeah, not only last year's Preakness champ, but really probably one of the most impressive runner-up finishes of the year uh, when he got beat a very, very uh, small margin by uh, the Eclipse Award-winning horse of the year, Cody's Wish. Uh, So based on recency, um, National Treasure uh, would have the credentials of of a horse that uh, sort of typically wins this race. I mean, they've been running – there's been – Seven uh, renewals of this race since it became the Pegasus World Cup Invitational uh, used used to, of course, be the Dawn, and there were some outstanding winners of the Dawn. But uh, you know, since this race, uh, 
became a thing in 2017. The winners have been Arrogate, Gunrunner, City of Light, uh, Mucho Gusto, Nick's Go, Life is Good, and Art Collector. So basically, with the possible exception of Mucho Gusto, it usually produces a really, really outstanding uh, winner. Um, from my standpoint, this looks more like the uh, 2020 renewal that Mucho Gusto won. Now, he won it for Bob Baffert and Irad Ortiz. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, Flavian Pratt and Bob Baffert are going to win it this year. And at a short price, um, I'm going to oppose him. Uh, there's a couple of horses that I like. I was really impressed with uh, Hoist the Gold. Uh, last time at Aqueduct, just shot to the front on a, a speed-favoring racetrack and ran a massive race. Um, you know, he's he, he apparently we found out about 30 seconds before the off and the cigar mile that day that he hates kickback. He hated the kickback in the Breeders' Cup Sprint in which he got beat by the likes of Elite Power and Gunite by six lengths. So John Velasquez just seized command from the start, went incredibly fast over sealed mud at Aqueduct, and just kept on going, covering a mile and a shade over 134. Um, I'm not sure if he can carry that speed a mile and an eighth. He's by mineshaft out of a tap at Mare on paper. You'd think that would be good enough for nine furlongs. He's very interesting. Shouldn't be 12 to 1 in the morning line. I don't think he'll go off at that. Um, first mission from the Cox Barn is going to take a lot of money in that he's lightly raced, never has run a bad one. However, um, he got beat by Trademark, who opposes him again here in the Clark. Um, I think he needs to step up. He's 7-2 to two on the morning line for uh, Brad Cox and Luis Saez, the son of Street Sense. Um, Senior Buscador is interesting because you've got to assume this is going to be an incredibly fast pace. And he really ran an excellent race behind Hoist the Gold in the Cigar Mile. I think he has a chance at, at enormous odds. I mean, he, he closed over that sealed mud and that, that kind of what's become a wicked speed bias at Aqueduct uh, lately. Uh, he's been working right along for uh, Todd Fincher. Junior Alvarado takes the mount back. And then we have Grand Aspen in here, a five-year-old son of Dialed In that Todd Pletcher trains, who's really sort of a new new racehorse. Uh, since Pletcher took the blinkers off uh, two starts back, he ran a huge race at Churchill uh, over this distance, a tough allowance race. And then he ran a bang-up race uh, behind O'Connor, who's also in here in the Harlan's Holidays. So, so to me, it's a very wide-open renewal. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna steer towards the dramatic and, uh, and and put some money on Senior Buscador across the board. I think he's going to be a huge price. I think he'll be ignored. And I think it's I think you're going to, you're going to see a crazy outcome in this race. I think he'll be picking him up uh, and uh, flying by him late. All right. So Senior Buscador for Bob. I'm also going to try a closer because I think they're speeding here. And that's number two, O'Connor, the other Sappy Joseph runner, if you will, but a much better uh, post position than his stablemate Skippy Longstocking. Gaffleon chose the other one. Paco Lopez picks up the mount on O'Connor, who's riding a two-race win streak, and I think he's going to get the job done in the Pegasus tomorrow. By the way, best long shot in the field, according to Amwager using form to win, is number one, Nimitz Class, and I agree. I think at 20 to 1, he's a horse that has a chance to at least hit the board. Doesn't mean they're picking him on top, but it means they think Nimitz Class has a chance to run big at a big number. All right, well, Gulfstream is not the only track with stakes tomorrow. There are stakes all over the country, and the featured race at Aqueduct tomorrow is race three. It's the Jimmy Winkfield for three-year-olds, sprinting six furlongs on the main track. Field of five, Bob, and according to the morning line, it's between the three stolen magic and five Bergen. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, this is pretty straightforward. Um, I think Bergen, who's eight to five in the morning line, that, that's a square price on him. Um, he doesn't have a lot of speed, but, you know, Brad Cox, in recent weeks on Saturdays at Aqueduct, he's won the Jerome with Drumroll, Drumroll Please. He won the Busondo with Jin Jin. When the lady stakes with comparative, uh, you know, Bergen gets a lot of uh, pace to run at. I think the the other four will be, you know, scrambling to get on or near the lead. I think the pace is going to be pretty demanding. And uh, this stable is just on a roll. I mean, they, and this horse is uh, uh, training very well in the Belmont training track. And uh, 
his first lifetime start at Keeneland, you know, that was a tough maiden race. He he swung six wide um, from the 12 hole and ran by, a, a you know, a solid bunch of maidens. And he, he ran a good race at Churchill uh, going the one-turn mile. Um, and I think that, you know, he's probably more of a six furlong, seven furlong star, uh, type horse. He's by Liam's map. And I, I can't really look past uh, Bergen in this spot at a short price, the five-horse Bergen. All right, I went the other way. I liked what I saw from Stolen Magic last time out. I think he continues to improve. They looks like they thought he was going to be a, a routing turf horse, and to me it turns out that he may be just a uh, sprinting dirter, if you will, and uh, I think they found the right spot. I think he'll be in front of Bergen, and if Bergen has to pass Stolen Magic, that may be very difficult to do. Stolen Magic for me, Bergen for Bob, in race three at Aqueduct tomorrow, the Jimmy Winkfield. Featured tomorrow at Oaklawn Park is the fifth season. This race was supposed to go last weekend, but they closed last weekend because of uh, frigid temperatures in Hot Springs, so the fifth season pushed back to tomorrow. Four-year-olds and up going a mile, which is two turns at Oaklawn Park. We've got a field of eight gathering in the fifth season, and a New York-based runner Durante is the nine to five favorite yeah this is really kind of an interesting renewal of the fifth season there's a lot of um sprinters trying to stretch out in the spot including Durante I mean he he has uh he's one for seven over this distance but his last eight starts have been in sprints and he's been very good I mean he he got beat a length by Bull Journey in the fall highway November 24th um, David Jacobson, rare foray to Hot Springs, Arkansas for him. He owns and trains this one. And Ramon Vasquez picks up the mound. He's interesting in here. Uh, but, again, there's a lot of horses that aren't proven over the distance. I mean, uh, Silver Prospector is one who is. He's also pretty good at Oaklawn Park. Uh, it's Team Asmussen, again, for this 7-year-old uh, veteran by declaration of war. Uh, Brigadier General has been uh, running very well um, in recent months. I think he's got a shot for uh, Julian Leperu and, and Dallas Stewart. But uh, really the key horse in here to me is Kapuna. He was entered to run in the uh, Louisiana Stakes last week, and that race came up really tough. I mean, uh, Saudi Crown won it easily. Um, Five-star General was in there, Red Route 1, Happy American, uh, we both like Smile Happy, Confidence Game who won the Rebel was in there. That So you can see why he skipped that race and, and pointed towards this one. Uh, good tactical speed. Nick Juarez, who rode him well at Oakland last year, you know, son of Heart of Hard Spun, the, the sire, of course, of Smarty Jones and many others, I think opted for the right spot. I think he's live in here, and, and 7-2 to two represents good value on him, the 5 Kapuna. Okay, I don't like this race at all, mainly because I don't have a very good opinion in the race. I, I, can't, I can't get a good foothold on anyone. I ended up on the two silver prospector, um, and he's not a horse that I've ever really liked all that much. Um, I just think he's going to trip out behind what looks, should, looks like there should be some good pace in here, and I think he can close a little bit. I don't trust him that much. He's nine to two. If, if he's 19 to 1, I'm going to the windows. At 9-2, to two, he doesn't really excite me. I can tell you I'm not playing the race, but for the sake of picking somebody, I pick Silver Prospector in here and Bob going with the Kapuna, with Kapuna rather in an intriguing renewal of the fifth season. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, three more stakes to look at on the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. The race is on at Sam Houston Race Park. Get in on exciting thoroughbred racing action every weekend. Join us Saturday, January 27th for the Houston Racing Festival with five stakes races, contests, a jockey trainer meet and greet, and more. Plus, Sam Houston is the place for live music and great drink specials every Friday, along with the best Sunday brunch around. Race in for all the excitement, starting with the Houston Racing Festival at Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Whoa! Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. 
Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Trainer Talk, presented by Phasing Tipton. Please join me in welcoming Hall of Fame trainer Todd Fletcher. Hall of Fame trainer Nick Zito on Trainer Talk. Welcome Hall of Famer Bob Baffert to the program. Hall of Fame trainer Shug McGahee, nice enough to spend some time with us. Hall of Fame trainer Bill Mott here on Trainer Talk. Dual Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie. Trainer Talk, the biggest names in horse racing. Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Coming to the quarter pole, crafty friend, dramatic gold, clear by five. Now Silver Chalmers starting his run, the grey in third. Malik is back fourth, top of the lane, crafty friend, dramatic gold, but Silver Charm let loose on the outside, and here comes Silver Charm. Malik is going to come and make a race of it, but Silver Charm hits the front, and just look at the sky go. Silver Charm, Gary Stevens looks over his shoulder, full of confidence. Silver Charm strolls on. That was Trevor Demon on the call back in 1999. The grade two Sam Pasquale won by the immortal Silver Charm. This year, Sam Pasquale is the feature tomorrow out at Santa Anita Park. Welcome back to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview here on HRRN. Bobby Newman, Bob Nastanovich. Folks, Amwager is giving away money. New customers get a $150 sign-up bonus plus an instant $10 bonus for HRRN listeners. Go to link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN. You'll get $10 instantly for signing up, then deposit $150, bet $150, and get a $150 lump sum bonus. It's that easy. Once again, link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN to sign up and get your bonuses Amwager, built by horse players for horse players. All right, Bob, the featured race tomorrow out at Santa Anita is the grade two San Pasquale, four-year-olds and up, going a mile and an eighth on the main track. Good field of eight gathering in this race. And you have a current Bob Baffert trainee at number four, Newgate, three to one on the morning line, taking on a former Bob Baffert trainee at number five, Newgrange, who's five to two. Yeah, as if Newgate and Newgrange aren't hard enough to separate in the first place. Uh, anyways, Newgrange is the defending champ in the race. Uh, he won a renewal last year over Hopper and Parnelli. I think this year's race is tougher. Um, and, uh, you know, Newgate, who, who's, uh, as you mentioned, is trained by Bob Baffert and uh, and his stable mate, the six horse in here, Mr. Fisk, uh, Mr. Fisk looks like a now horse to me. Uh, he, he won two in a row at uh, Del Mar. He, he won the shared belief by eight, beating Tahoe Sunrise, who came back and won. And then he he, he won a really good renewal of the uh, Native Diver uh, over Skinner and uh, Newgrange. He, he kind of beat him pretty soundly by about three and a half lengths. Uh, Juan Hernandez, who's ridden... Uh, Newgrange in the past, including including in the San Pasquale last year, uh, rides Mr. Fisk for his main man. Uh, he and Baffert are 43% uh, together. And, you know, sort of a key facet of this race is I think that Newgate uh, will make things a little uncomfortable for New Newgrange. I think that, it, you know, he's in there. He's got plenty of class himself. Uh, Frankie Dottori, of course, he went to uh, – uh, South Florida is replaced by Joel Rosario, which is kind of a rare booking for Baffert. Um, I expect him to do his job and make sure that New Newgrange is not comfortable on the front end under Victor Espinosa. And I think basically the race will be at the mercy of Mr. Fisk in the last eighth of a mile. I think he's the true nine furlong horse in here, and I, he'll be my selection in the San Pasquale. Okay, I went with Newgate in this spot, and 
fact that Joel Rosario is riding uh, doesn't surprise me that much when you see that the two riders who have been riding Newgate are John Velasquez and Frankie DeTore, both represented by agent Ron Anderson, who, by the way, is the agent for Joel Rosario. So I'm guessing he had a lot to do with making sure that uh, one of his guys did not lose the mount on Newgate. I think Newgate is a horse headed the right direction. I'm not sure that he's going to be better going long than short, but he's won at a mile and a 16th. And I just think talent-wise, he's going to be very, very tough to beat. Three to one the morning line. Bob and I both like some three to one shots. He likes Mr. Fisk. I like Newgate. We're both trying to beat the favorite Newgrange in a fun running of the grade two San Pasquale. Well, they've got a big card tomorrow at Sam Houston as well. And for those of you that are able to watch and wager on Sam Houston, their two featured events are races 10 and 11. The third, the 10th race is the grade three Houston Ladies Classic for Phillies and Mares going a mile and a 16th on the main track. We've got a field of seven here, Bob. And certainly looks like if number seven, Hidden Connection, runs the same kind of race tomorrow that she did last time out at Fairgrounds, she's going to be tough to beat. Fair enough. Um, and it is kind of interesting to me that the six horse in here, Free Like a Girl, who's just been a fantastic Louisiana bred in uh, recent years, uh, makes the rare foray out of her home state to contest this $300,000 race. Um, she ran into a very much informed overcharge last time, sprinting on January 6th. I guess she came out of the race uh, in very good form, and, and uh, trainer Chasey Palmier is, is determined uh, that maybe at this point in her career, she's a five-year-old now, that she wants more ground. She'll make the track. She's 3-1 to one in the morning line. That looks a little a little short to me. And, uh, look, Hidden Connection, um, who ran a great race, um, you know, in, the, in this in this race last year, um, she was just outstanding um, in the uh, in the Spanky Broussard on December 22nd. That ended a losing streak for her. Um, she won real comfortably uh, for Ray Lou Gutierrez and Brett Calhoun. Brett Calhoun's just been in fantastic form at the fairgrounds, and uh, you know, I mean, Hidden Connections has faced better horses throughout her career. She's run a lot of seconds. Uh, but she got the winning thread back, and I think she uses her tactical speed from the outside to good effect and uh, wins this uh, renewal of the Ladies' Classic at Sam Houston. Yeah, I think she wins as well, and I think 9-5 to five would be a gift on her. I think she's going to be closer to even money when all is said and done. But Bob and I both think Hidden Connection going to be tough to beat in the Grade 3 Houston Ladies' Classic. Race 11 at Sam Houston is the Grade 3 John B. Connolly Turf Cup for four-year-olds and up going a mile and a half on the grass. Full field of 12 going to post in the Connolly, Bob. And morning line favorite is number five, Palazzo. Well, I shouldn't say that. Morning line favorite is the one, Catch That Party, who uh, has never beaten, I, I, as far as I can tell, has never beaten stakes caliber competition thus far in his career. Yeah, no, this is a, um, a race that, uh, quite interestingly, was dominated by Mike Maker. I think he won every renewal between 2014 and 2019, plus the 2012 renewal. Um, he's trying to fix a five-year drought in this race. This is a race that uh, he always runs at least one horse, and this year he has four, um, including Catch That Party. Um, he actually owns Red Run from the 12-hole who hails from the family of Olympio. He's a horse by Gunrunner out of a tap at Mare. It would be interesting to see how he does over over a mile and a half. He's run well in the dirt uh, going a mile and a half. I think he's pretty live in here. The 12-hole can be considered a bit of a negative. Uh, but uh, I think that the horse to beat in a race that doesn't have uh, that many horses that apparently will relish the distance is the eight-horse Dynadrive. I think it's going to be a big night for Ray Lou Gutierrez out there uh, out at Sam Houston. He doesn't ride for Maker often. But uh, Dynadrive, if you put a line through his race in the Canadian International where he was just overmatched last time at 69-1, to he ran a great race September 9th at Colonial in the Colonial Cup when he was beaten a length by starting over. Uh, he's just a kind of an honest, hard-trying horse, son of Temple City, out of a Rockport Harbor mare who goes well fresh, and I expect him to be at his best. He fired a bullet the other day at Palm Meadows. I think he's primed at 10 to 1 in the morning line. He represents good value for Baker. 
All right, so you're going with a maker uh, runner in Dyna Drive. I'm going to go with the maker runner that you mentioned in number 12, Red Run. Don't love the outside post, but to me, the company he's kept in his last three or four starts is clearly tougher than what he is going to see tomorrow. And if he can somehow go to a good trip uh, from that uh, outside post position, I think that he and Fernando Hara are going to be tough at odds of 9-2. to two. So we both think Mike Maker continues dominance in the Connolly. We're just going different directions to get there. Dyna drive for Bob, red run for me, both going against the morning line favorite, who also was trained by Mike Maker in number one, Catch That Party. That's 12 races, Bob. Time now for the Am Wager Best Bets. The M Wager Best Bet. Best Bet. All right, my friend, lots to choose from. Where are you headed? Yeah, no, this week was very tough. There's a lot of great betting opportunities and uh, obviously a lot of money on the line at Gulfstream Park. Uh, strangely enough, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm hunting a, a, a big price in, in a race, one of the smaller purses on the card, race 11 at Gulfstream Park, the Hooper, uh, going the one-turn mile at Gulfstream. I just like the credentials of Tumba Rumba, the 11 horse in here, ridden by uh, Luis Saez for the red hot Brian Lynch. And uh, that effort at uh, Fairgrounds uh, when he chased home the uh, pretty amazing Louisiana bred touch upon a star stands out to me. I think if he fires a similar similar shot in Hallandale, he'll be uh, a, a pretty nice $20 horse. I think he's going to be at least 8-1 to one his morning. I think he would be a little bit bigger than that in a full field. And I like the 11 Tumbarumba and the Hooper. Okay, I'm intrigued to see what price you get on Tumbarumba because you are now the third person that I've talked to and the second who's been on the air who's said that Tumbarumba is their best bet of the weekend. I am going to also go in the Hooper tomorrow, Bob, but not with Tumbarumba, with number eight accretive. To me, if I can draw a line through his last race, the Cigar Mile, which was the one time he ran on a wet track and it was a track labeled muddy, he was awful that day. Way, it was just such an outlier compared to what he had shown in his previous starts in his career. If it's simply because he didn't like the mud, I think I'm on to something here. He looks like he's been working well since that poor effort in early December. Um, he's working at Payson Park, which uh, is Chad Brown's home base when he's down in Florida. It is a racing surface that normally yields much slower times than what you see, you know, like if horses are training at Palm Meadows or Gulfstream Park. Um, so I think Accretive is ready to go. I think he's going to fire a big shot. I think we can draw a line through that last race. And the races he ran in the Vosburg uh, behind Cody's Wish or the uh, 49er against Ever So Mischievous and them, I think they're good enough to beat this field. Accretive for me in the Hooper. Bob likes Tumbarumba. We both love the Hooper, but we're just going different directions to try to get to the winner's circle. Those are our Am Wager best bets. Want to remind everybody, uh, tomorrow, another huge edition of the Equine Forum here on the network. Our good friend Mike Penna with another three-hour extravaganza. He's on every Saturday morning from 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern time. You can listen, li- listen live uh, on Sirius XM. He's on uh, Sirius 162, XM 207, uh, online channel 999, or you can listen right on our website, uh, by hitting listen live at horseracingradio.net. Uh, next week, going to be back in action with uh, great action on Thursday and Friday. And uh, we've got um, just just so many great tracks that are running right now, Bob. And what, what's, what's really fun is that um, next week uh, starts the week, starts the month where Oaklawn Park is running four days a week. So we're going to be able to cover them not only on Friday afternoons here on the network, but at least through February on Thursdays as well. I know you love you some Oaklawn Park, Bob. Uh, You're going to have to do some extra (laughs) handicapping starting in a few days. My pleasure. And I'll tell you what, I'm quite relieved that uh, although you went the same race that you didn't pick uh, Tumba Rumba because – Right now, uh, after Smile Happy's performance, when we both had our Amwager best bet of the week in last week's Louisiana Stakes, we're still looking for Smile Happy, and, and uh, hopefully he's all right. But uh, good luck with Accretive. Uh, what about the Chad Brown stable form? That doesn't concern you. The fact that he's bageling so far at uh, at Gulfstream Park? No. Uh, 
he's one that I'm not too concerned with with that. But you know what? It's an easy excuse. If Akritev doesn't get there, it's an easy excuse. But no, I'm not too worried about those things. Uh, that's going to wrap it up on uh, a fun edition of the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview uh, for our producer, Lee Delapina, my co-host, Bob Nastanovich. I'm Bobby Newman. Uh, tomorrow, I, I, if it's not the biggest day of the year at Gulfstream Park, it's 1A, 1 in 1A with Florida Derby Day and Pegasus Day. Uh, we hope that, uh, well, I, listen, I'm going to say it selfishly. We not only hope that we put a few dollars into your pockets, I hope we put some bucks into our own pockets as well. Have a great Pegasus Day tomorrow, everyone, and we'll see you next week here on HRRN. HRRN.